cheese, and we get really high. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Weed of Time podcast, where we rip bongs, blast good songs, and tell Gowan that he is wrong! I'm the shame of Tar Blonde, <laughs> I'm here with my co-hosts, Deng and Nosvo, and we are here to talk to you about The Gathering Storm. Because I read it. Nospo finished the gathering storm. Dun, dun, dun. And pretty quickly. With a two Allegedly. week break. <laughs> In the middle. <laughs> Fucking sick, fam. Yeah. <laughs> and Dang's like, oh, I haven't read that in years. I haven't read it in five years, yeah. But it's okay, because he's actually going to start. Sorry, that was my water ball. Uh, he's actually going to start reading it soon. It's true. Allegedly. Mm. (laughs) I hope to finish it before you do. I really, truly do. So actually, a little bit of of time travel right now I can squeeze in because I wanted to do this. I've been saying I was going to reread The Wheel of Time since pre-COVID. And at the time of this episode, Terry Goodkind just died. There's your reference point for how long I've been procrastinating. Yeah. Six months. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, so are... shy, tans, lettuce, and munchies. <laughs> the munchies we don't have. Yeah. All right. Dang, what did we smoke? Okay. So tonight we smoked. I got to reach over and grab the can because I'm too high to remember. Guava. Ready for guava. I'm glad y'all know because I'm also too high to read. Would you like <laughs> me to read it? No. Okay. Hold on. I'm getting this. I'm Percy Jackson in this out, you know? Okay. Dyslexic. You turn into a dyslexic when you're high. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, when I'm high, that's when it happens. Yeah. No, that's true. Pube shroom. Yeah, pube shroom. So we've been smoking Reddick and Wappa, as you can tell. Push shroom. Which is an indica dominant hybrid. And what did we get it at this time? 22.66% THC. So not bad. And we smoked what? Four or five bowls? That's your job to remember. You can count. <laughs> I don't know why y'all think I can count when I'm high. I can't read when I'm high. <laughs> We've been smoking for a while though. Like an hour, I think. Yeah. yeah. Pretty close yeah. to an hour. Um, Slightly under with the setup of episode time. Yeah, true. That's true. Are you downloading a dark mode extension for my laptop because <laughs> I deserve it? So yes, we, yeah. yes, she does. So <laughs> what teaching is not fun. <laughs> so Wapa is actually one of our like podcast favorites. I think it's, up it's there. an indica, but it's actually very silly. <laughs> oh, it's so silly! You just get the goofiest. <laughs> yes. Y'all play Skyrim, right? You know the Wabajack? That's just like if, if, if that was a weed. It would be Wabba. But it's also a very hot weed, a very dry weed, and so it's a little bit feeling like you have COVID when you smoke. It, it burns. <laughs> it does. Which is not good, because our city currently has an outbreak of COVID. Several outbreaks of COVID. Oh yeah, the second wave's coming, bitches. Yeah. That's By the time him. most of you are hearing this, it will have came. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, the U.S. God. is still in their first wave. Came, saw, and conquered. Yeah. Um, anyway. Dang, a... what piece did we use to smoke today? We're oh, expanding okay. Shy Dan's lettuce. We're getting even mo- more stonery. So listen, this is actually a blessed thing because we have uh, a family bong. 
It's just like a beautiful standard 14-inch beaker bong, but it's got a Weed of Time sticker on it. No, that's wrong. It's by like Famous or something? Yeah. And it's... It, it, I, I said it had a Weed of Time sticker on it, but it's actually got about a quarter of a Weed of Time sticker on it. It's I've got at least half. Um, <laughs> Two-thirds. <laughs> I've had to replace the bowl on this motherfucker about seven times. Yeah. <laughs> Carb is still original. I love it. Was it February 2019 that we got? That? This piece? Oh, we, did not, we did not smoke out of... I think that came with the marijuana or... No. It, second it, it marijuana order? It came in order? the year of legalization. Yeah. So, like, but we did not fall smoke of 2018, I think. But we didn't get it till after your audition. Oh, so then it would have been, yeah, like February 2019 then. I thought we had it before then, though. I also think we had it before then. Because I thought we got it because we realized smoking out of a pipe was shit. Yeah. No, we were sitting in the garage, and I was like, yo, how cool would it be to have the bong this evening? And you looked at me and said, I'd green out if I had a bong this evening. I remember that very specifically because it was, was like... Was that just because it was a weekday night and we didn't use the bongs up, bong on weekdays? And we started significantly early because I didn't have any more class. And um, he took the day off from work because, like, fuck, that was stressful. Like the day before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, and you no. Did, and you had, were at work that day. Yeah. So it was very weird. I swear yeah. we had that bong No, we then. had the bong. It was probably just, it, you weren't using the bong. You were using your individual pipes instead. Because that was when we had the original green Sherlock pipe before I just assassinated it. It was. <laughs> I forgot. I was dead. Yeah, no. It, it died. The new one's not the same either. It's clear glass. I hate it. Yeah. But anyway, um... That's the piece we use, all reliable, which is beautiful, though, because um, we've got individual bongs we smoke out of now for most of the week because, like, I go to work and get COVID. I don't I go, to go to work and, and don't get COVID. <laughs> but, I, like, I stay home all day in a closet. <laughs> so we try not to put our mouths on the same pieces all that much these days. But on the weekends... But Nosebo break- hasn't supplied yet, so it's fine. Yeah, so on the weekends we break out the family bong and it just feels good for the soul because I shit y'all not, we used it every single day from the day lockdowns were announced (laughs) until this week Yes, in September. Every day extensively. Yes. We've probably smoked 50,000 bowls out of that bong since quarantine hit. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, the switch to individual bongs was originally very foreboding. And then the switch was just really nice. So, like, yeah, yeah. I'm good. glad it worked out. It was really chill because it's easier to keep conversations going because you're not constantly passing. Mm-hmm. You're in charge of when you take your own hits and stuff. So th- th- that's been a nice aspect of it. Sad thing is I take way fewer hits because I talk too much. The bulls are also <laughs> immense. Oh, God, are they ever. <laughs> they are. <laughs> like, they, they deep. They are deep. They're silicone, actually. Maybe we'll smoke out of them next week, and then we can talk about them in the episode. Yeah, that'd be pretty lit. Yeah. Um, but I think that pretty much wraps us up on weed. If, any general um, impressions? Oh, yeah. Any any comments about WAPA or the Silly. evening thus far? Anyone? I, you failed to mention that our bong has a beautiful star on the side of it that we ignore. Because it's half black. <laughs> it's, it's the dumbest shit. It's so weird. I think it's the brand thing. It's supposed to be like Converse aesthetic, but now it's just like Dang's half washed it off with bong cleaner I assume that was just our hands 
Yeah, I'm, the, yeah, the bong cleaner makes sense. That's like all alcohol. Literally on the yeah. star. We, we that's are why the, it a that's little, why the sticker survived for so long. You know, it's a good night of weed when you get upstairs and like your hand is a little bit black from the star. You know, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think that's ever happened to me. No, never. I'd, I'd be in a shit. Okay, <laughs> it'd be funny though. It would be funny. Um, Anyways. Now we're going to get to the time part of the podcast. <laughs> Allegedly. Actually, no, you know what? Before we do, I got to shout something out. Because I'm also drinking beer during this episode. Because I Let's love myself. Move. Shame, are you going to be okay? You're good? You're good. All right. <laughs> Wicked. Um, and it's really good Pied. beer. And it's, it's, a, it's a craft beer that I got to shout out. This is Anderson Craft Ales IPA. Uh, brewed in London, Ontario. And it's fucking delicious. Where do you get it from? Walmart. What? Yeah. Yeah, no, they just stock it across Walmarts in Ontario. To be fair, it's been a really hot second since I've been in that Walmart. <laughs> Good, you get COVID there. Apparently. Yeah, have we mentioned there's an outbreak happening and it's fucking horrible? It was at our grocery store of choice. Like Horrible. It was at our grocery store. So that's not good. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, the time. Oh, so oh, wait, no, shit, sorry. <laughs> I realize we have to close off the Shaitan's lettuce section. Yeah. With our lack of munchies. With our lack of munchies. I have water. And also saying, if you're here for the stoner content, join our Discord. Yeah, that's where, <laughs> yeah, that's that's where most of the stoner content happens. We, we post aesthetic pictures of our weed, and so do some of our <laughs> other listeners. So join the community, it's lit. And, like, soon I'm going to get to be more active on it because I don't have to dodge spoilers like a crazy person. <laughs> Two more books. Two more books. And I hate my job, so I'm always down to be on Discord anyway. <laughs> Distract me from my workplace. I have to use my phone for Google Meet chats during work. Disgusting! Yeah. I hate that for you. Yeah, I don't like my life right now. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> the time part of the podcast, as you were saying. The time part of the podcast. I have the plot summary open. We can get to some of that just to make sure we didn't miss anything. Yeah. But I think there's some pretty obvious things we should talk about. If you're spoilers for Gathering Storm, the uh, entire thing, the entire thing. Like we're gonna start right probably with the big one at the end. I think. Yeah. Actually, you know what? We should probably lead off with the most important spoiler. Yeah. We hate. There's Cal a storm gathering. Okay. <laughs> there truly. It's is. a big deal. Uh, it happens. Spoiler alert. Gowintercand is an incel. Anyway. <laughs> don't add us, Wada. I know how you feel. Shit. Like, don't... I'm never going to change my mind on Gowan, and in this essay, I will. Okay, no spo. You start. You're the one that finished the book for the first time. I did. And wow, is there a lot of Gowan in it. Like, literally from the get-go, there is just Gowan. Isn't it beautiful that Brandon Sanderson rolled back the Elaine content and then just filled it with Gowan instead? Which, which is just a worse trick hand. No, seriously though, it's like it couldn't, it didn't have far to go downhill, and he sent it there. Yes, <laughs> Brandon Sanderson really wanted to minimize writing as women as much as possible. <laughs> Maybe that's for the best. <laughs> I don't think that's actually true. I but yeah, we can just start with the ending because yeah. oh my fucking god, Rand was gonna destroy the whole world. He yes, just he had was. fucking enough. And I'm sitting there like, I don't know what Robert Jordan had planned, but I know that there are two other books after this. 
This I know. Everyone yeah. else knew as they read this book. Yeah, they all take place in the uh, cosmic sludge outside the universe because Rand caused the apocalypse. I was worried that everyone was going to die and the next two books were just going to be sludge. The sea folk off somewhere. No. Somewhere. Like Rand is reborn and he's doing it again <laughs> faster. And I was like, no, fuck no. No, no. Yeah, because time's a wheel and it just... You Wheel get of it? time That's turns the... and ages come and pass. I was so worried. But nah, it didn't, thankfully. In what was most definitely probably written by Robert Jordan, because that didn't feel like it was written by Brandon Sanderson, but I don't know for sure. Do you mean it was good? <laughs> yes. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> cat. Uh... The house cat is guest starring. <laughs> the cat had a look of upset. She's rock climbing all over shame right now. I'm not going to lie, fam. She likes lying on boobs. These are things that happen when we smoke guapa. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyways, Gathering's yeah, going. Rand, going to destroy the world. And then he's like, love is all you need. <laughs> Isn't that basically how Across the Universe goes? Isn't that the plot line of that movie? Essentially, Pretty yes. much, yeah. Um, but he's like, we live again so we can love. And he's like, maybe I'm not insane after all. Yeah, he just is like, I never heard the voice of Luz Theron again. And I was like, boy, that's why you heard the voice of Luz Theron. Like... Yeah, he's just crazy and he decided to stop being crazy. <laughs> You will find out what exactly happened. I will tell you that. That's true. Also, this book confirms that Matt still considers Rand a friend. Because he says he refers to Rand as a friend. A couple of times. Matt's had some personal growth. I'm going to be loud for a second. I've had to move farther away from the table. Because the cat is on me. (laughs) Fair enough. I hope our listeners can hear the cat purr once in a while. <laughs> and anyway, Rand had some apopaloptic um, uh, meditation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just on Drama, which was very cool imagery of him. Just like, I yes. think I'm on the top. And he just put the Choden Kyle down and stared at it. Yep. So I'm going to remind you of a thing that Min saw earlier in this book. She, the, the mountain with the light on top of it. Yeah. Yes. It was so cool. Okay, yeah. But- also, does that mean Rand is just sitting on his own dick at the end of the book? Yes. Like... As the White Tower has foretold us, Dragon Mount is a penis, and Tarvalon is a vagina, and the White Tower is the clitoris. White Tower podcast. They that said is a it. protruderant clit. <laughs> Pro- protuberant. <laughs> a popoloptic clit. Speaking of a It can have its own porn category. <laughs> Jesus. The, the White Tower saw a lot of fucking shit. Yeah. White Tower barely survived. Oh, you didn't even mention the fact that Rand tried to kill Tam. Yeah, that was upsetting. When Rand leveled all of the fucking castle that Grendel was staying in, fucking upsetting. I yeah. loved it. <laughs> oh, it was such a well written. Sit thing. down and make our pretend. Our pretend you're going to play their, their game. game. And then you punch them in the face. face. And you're like, Brandon Sanderson wrote this. Robert Jordan would never. 
Parts of it were very cool. The punching him oh, in the face yes. was not cool. That was just it, it was sorry, funny. Brandon, but it was <laughs> funny, and you're like, Robert Jordan did not write this line. <laughs> Rand Althor would never say, and then you punched him <laughs> in the face. What does Rand know about punching people in the faces, you know? He learned how to hand fight with the Aiel. Yeah, but like... It's not like the sort of truth where he's ever punched through somebody and grabbed their spine and ripped it out. That's true. Lit. <laughs> Half brothers, man. <laughs> okay, Rand ripped out Galan's spine. <laughs> Why did he mistake him for Gowan? <laughs> Accurate. God. Accurate. Yeah. Okay. If you like Gowan, you're not going to like the rest of this episode. You're not going to like f- the rest of this podcast. What a flip-floppy bitch. Like, <sighs> oh, my life is so hard. I have so many decisions. The cat has left me and gone to Nospo. Um, and it's like, your decision is to go to Andor, you shady bitch. Like, it's really not that fucking hard if you, your answer is, do I be a fucking dick? Or do I do my duty? It's do your goddamn duty. Like, yeah. Who am I? You're the fucking first prince of Andor, so you should be in fucking Andor. You should act like it, goddammit. Also, let's talk about the fact that he finds out that Egwene's there, finds out she's captive, but has been, or has told everybody directly that she does not want to be captured. And she's like, he can't meet her. Doesn't want to be rescued. Yeah, sorry. Doesn't want to be rescued. And he's like, she didn't mean that. I'm going to rescue her anyways. And I'm like, Gowan Tertan, listen when someone fucking talks to right? you. Like, and then he fucking goes and gets her and comes outside of her tent and all that shit. And he's like, no, we're going to talk about this. I know what I want. I'm going to get it. And I'm like, that sounds really fucking rapey, Gowan Tertan. Does mm-hmm. Egwene's consent not matter in this at all? Actually? Like, no, he's a fucking creep and I hate him. And people that defend him are wrong. And, like, she outranks you. Listen to her. Yeah. Literally. She is the Amarlin. Shut the fuck up. She has a no one cares more about your penis. shit to worry about than her relationship with you. Really? Yeah. And, like, at best, by the standards of the White Tower, he is a warder in training. Yeah. Even as an accepted, she would outrank him. Yep. Yep. Like. Absolutely. <sighs> Absolutely. And, like, the thing is, too, yes, like, a few years happen in the course of this book. Egwene's probably, like, 20 at this point. Um, I like to... There's a lot of people who date really bad people in their 20. And let's think about it. This was her second relationship. And the first one. Yeah, the first one was Rand, which was like barely a relationship. That was just like, mommy, I like him. They're like, okay, we'll arrange your marriage. The first one is when parents see toddlers playing together and they're like, oh, they're going to get married. Like, my God. And then it's a small (laughs) town, so they do. Yeah. There's few options. But yeah, so there was that crap, and then there was Gowan, and they spent, like, actually, like, three fucking days together, and they just made out the whole time. (laughs) They don't love each- the dream thing, okay, the fucking thing where his dream chases her, because it's true love. That is such a fucking writing plot cop-out bullshit thing because he was not willing to give them any sort of backstory but she knows it's true love because his dreams chase her really though it's fucking crap everything to do the the wheel of time novels would be better without gowan trickhand as a character yeah again 
literally nothing from Gowan's perspective. You'd be vastly better without their relationship. Yes. Egwene didn't need her fucking relationship. It was shoehorned in there. It was completely irrelevant to her plot line and like it shouldn't it shouldn't have been a thing. Mm-hmm. There is nothing wrong with characters ending up not paired together. Yeah, not everybody needed a pussy. Or a penis. A dragon bone Torea. Torea, if you will. I brought it back. I brought it back. We're good. Ooh, the death of two. Varen! Girl! Varen is a black! Allegedly. Yes. She's a brown in her heart. She's a brown in her heart, and I love her deeply. But. Okay, but that was that not the fucking coolest thing to read? My heart, like, dropped when she said, your dress By the way, my, your dress is green. I was like, oh, uh-uh, very. <laughs> you lied just now, girl. It's also so sad because you know where the Oathrod is. Yeah, it was really, really sad. I felt And really you bad. know that it actually would have worked. Yeah, I feel real bad for Egwene, too, just having to sit there being like, I know where the Oathrod was, and yep. here's Varen, and I just have to sit here and wait. Because mm-hmm. she's already drank the poison. I remember now. Mm. I can't believe that in the Gathering Storm, there are two titles. <laughs> the title chapters. The Death of Tuon. A visit with Varen. A chat with Varen. A chat with Varen. Boy, a chat with Varen happens like a visit from Varen Sedai. Oh, okay. And Varen is the one that died, and Tuon did not die. In the chapter titled The Death of Tuon? <laughs> yes. Like I realized it was the name, it like it's symbolic and yeah. that stuff, but like the goobening. Tuon did not die. She did not. <laughs> Unfortunately <laughs> She did fucking... not die and then attacked the White Tower. The slave-owning Imperial Tyrant, unfortunately, did not die. But the cool-ass double agent did. Right! Unfortunately. Oh, and she attacked the White Tower after Rand was, like, insane and scary. And very Taviran. Yeah. But she was like, no! Yeah, I can't believe she was able to resist Taviran, because she, like, literally saw it pulling at her, and she was like, no. She could resist this Taviran. She's like... I've Matt got Trim Cathan, on the other hand. Not so much. Tuan's like, I've got the unbridled power of a woman who chooses to have a shaved head. Right. <laughs> you think that can fuck with me? Hell no. Get that Tavirbidu whatever away from me. I don't need it. <laughs> My head protects me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I said that as you took a drink. The, the, the reflection off her head, the glare off her head just distracted him so hard. <laughs> His Tavirin okay. stopped working. I love that we get that from Tuan's po- point perspective, though. I think it was a really interesting literary choice to mm-hmm. do it from that perspective. Because when Nynaeve's yelling at you, you're like, oh god, like, Nynaeve's actually really fucking upset. Like, mm-hmm. she is mad. She does not want poor Matrim to be associated with you at all. And you're sitting there knowing that Tuan's like, I'm married to him. Yeah. But, but you know what? <laughs> she also feels a little guilty still because Matt like saved her and then she feels like they abandoned him in Abu Dar when they left and he didn't. Which they did. So she's and got also, a lo- yeah. they willfully just ignored what was happening to him too. So yeah. like, why? They, <laughs> they did that for like a day and then they both tried to intervene. Okay. Um, 
Nynaeve in particular was actually quite upset about it. I didn't remember that. That's weird. Yeah. Um, or he and Elaine have, like, a conversation about it. I think it was Elaine, actually. Uh, but that's, like, right before they're all leaving, I think. Yeah, see, that's what I was going to say. At the time when it mattered, they weren't yeah. there for him, is my yeah. point. Like, I just think it was only, like, a few days. Because they were there for a while, and he was in the inn for a while. Okay. And then he moved in, and then he was, like, locking his door and stuff, and then it was... Scary yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Badness. Um, but anyways, yeah, she defended him to two on because she just feels so bad about what she did to him. Yeah, she should. And like, <laughs> I understand why they had to leave. Though. Yeah. Like, it's just, nobody feels good about it. Gathering storm. Yeah, the Sean Sean attacked the White Tower and Egwene was magnificent. Boss ass bitch. <laughs> Several boss ass bitch moments in that book. Like her dinners with Elida. Her, her s- taking over the White Tower from the inside out. Yeah. Yeah. The, the scene that plays in my head over and over again and sticks Rand out for me. Oh, yeah. Um, this is a long book. <laughs> the, the scene that sticks out for me with Egwene there is when, like, part of the tower's been ripped and away and she's just the standing there channeling lightning in the middle of this if crazy storm. If the show storm. does that scene badly, I will fucking murder someone. Oh. Like, that scene is so important to me. That's yeah. the one thing that they cannot fuck up, you know? Mm-hmm. You feel so bad as Gowan's picking her up and she's mm-hmm. like, no, I, I need to stay, I need to stay. Like, mm-hmm. don't do this. She should be mad at Swan. Like, damn. Mm-hmm. She is. But, like, Elida got taken! Elida got taken. Get on. <laughs> yeah. And when it, it when it ends, it's just Elida screaming, and, like, yeah. she didn't stop for a really long time. I'm like, that's really fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally valid. That's a mood. <laughs> But as, like, the one person who could have done things to prepare for and somewhat prevent this attack, you did not do any of the things. So, like, if any of your eyes to die are being taken, then it's only fair that she be she taken, herself, too, yeah. I think. It, it's oh, a, yes. I feel like it's a little bit how you feel about Denethor in Return of the King. Yeah. When he's, like, he has that moment and he realizes he's been crazy. Oh, no, he's on fire. Yeah. It's like, you know what? <laughs> You had a lot of chances, pal. Yeah, yeah. I really just don't feel that bad for you, yeah. even Lucky though you're screaming, you know? Yeah. Other Egwene imagery is at that dinner where there's all the sitters, and Elida brings her out, and Elida's, like, whipping her with fucking air and shit, and she's all cut up uh, because she, like, fell on a pitcher, and she's, like, bleeding out, but she's just standing there, and yeah. everybody can see all the weaves hitting her, and she's just talking and they're freaking the fuck out like no boss stop like <laughs> boss a boss ass bitch is this the book where the cell melted yes or <laughs> leanne <laughs> almost died i was so sure she was gonna die and i was livid <laughs> you love leanne i she do she's adorable. so she oh. she is phenomenal I can't wait for the Leanne part of the TV show. Like, You know who I could have really gone for Leanne being played by in the TV show? Mm-hmm. The same woman, I think her name's Melissa something. 
She plays Bernadette in the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Could she do the Bernadette voice? Obviously. <laughs> Sorry, who is this again? Leanne? Leanne. That's who I need to play Leanne. Why? <laughs> the fucking attitude. The, like, the short girl attitude. You know what I mean? That's That's what I get emanating from Leanne at all times. She's not even short. She's like a tall, lithe Domani. Yeah, and that was a writing mistake. <laughs> okay, Robert Jordan put the wrong personality in the wrong body, and I think the TV show should correct it. Rafe, take notes. Who, who's she swapping personalities with? What do you mean? Okay, if I'm she just got she a short bodies. Oh, yeah. are you saying there's like another a, a, character in the series that is short but has, has a, a tall, tall personality? Girl personality. Okay, um, um, not necessarily girl. But I think somebody who's short and has a tall personality is Gowan. I think you're very wrong. I think Gowan is short and has a short person personality. (laughs) I think Min kind of has tall person personality. That's legit. I definitely am short and have short person personality. That is very true. (laughs) Because I'm so angry. I am very tall and have short person personality. No, you don't. I was trying to figure out a way to make that sound like an AA meeting introduction. Oh. <laughs> As if I was like confessing something, you know what I mean? But I'm too high. <laughs> All right. God, what else happened in this book? It's really just Egwene and Rand with like brief instances of Matt and Perrin yeah. and um, Min, Cadsuede, and Nynaeve. Like. Yeah. But isn't it finally beautiful to have some Rand when he's taking action and yes. like things are getting mm-hmm. slightly resolved or moving towards resolution? Mm-hmm. He loses a hand. Or he captures Semarog after trying to meet with them. He kills loses, another Forsaken. Yeah, loses a hand. Kills Grendel. And our, well, Bear Bell fires her entire palace. Yeah, and causes what we will later find out is a veil scream. Oh, yeah. Where the universe and the pattern just kind of shriek. And everything moves and it feels like the pattern's going to rip apart. Bale scream, bad name. Yeah, like yeah, not that is fond of it. that got named by an eleven-year-old who thought it sounded really badass. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon Sanderson. Sanderson. <laughs> this is a call-out post. Brando. Brando. <laughs> no, I've known a very nice person named Brando. <laughs> Shouldn't sell his good name. No, no, he Brandon is fine. <laughs> um, Mr. Sanders. Something I wanted to talk about in this book. Mm. Um, when Cad Swain breaks Semi-Rog. Oh, <laughs> yes. Holy fuck. It just clicks. Because she's just like, how would I break myself? I'd humiliate me. Just and then she spanks the shit out of her. After she knocks her feet out from under her and makes Cad Swain kind of off like... the ground. That's when you're like, oh, Cad Swain is a green. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <coughs> and she's like, eat it! Off the floor. <laughs> and then as she leaves, she talks to the other one. She's like, I'd recommend bringing a hairbrush. That could be quite hard on the hands. What the fuck? <laughs> of all the things to choose, like... I think she hair. says a hairbrush or a slipper. Okay, okay. There was inspired neck cracks happening. Uh, 
We talk more about Egwene turning the tower from the inside out. Okay, it was really enjoyable to read. Like, I had it was so much so, fun reading yeah. it. Yeah! It's honestly one of my favorite... It, I think it is my favorite plot line in The Wheel of Time. Fair enough. Because, like, it's, it, it's so fun Or plot see. segment. Mm. Yeah. And Nicola turned out not terrible. Not she she learned from some of her mistakes. Also, Nospo very strongly believes that all of the novices that were with Egwene Alvere fighting should all be made accepted promptly. Yeah, I think it's just kind of a thing that needs to happen. (laughs) As many people are going to be made Aes Sedai and as many accepted as soon as possible. The last battle is coming. It's coming. But remember, things that should happen in the Wheel of Time and things that do happen in the Wheel of Time are not the same. (laughs) You know? Yeah, yeah, that could be written the worst. <laughs> Yo, really, though? I'm not gonna lie. Dang was playing video games, and I was reading late at night, and it was the first match after in The Gathering Storm. And I said, this isn't good. <laughs> like, Why is Matt just complaining about women? Matt, consent-loving Cathan. Matt. Women respecting Cathan. Yeah, Matt. Women call it, come in all shapes and sizes, and I love them all. I want to collect Body the whole bonded. set. <laughs> you know, like, why would he ever say a bad thing about women? A, a, a woman seduced him just to try and assassinate him, and he can't even say anything bad about her. Yeah. Like, come on, Brandon. Try harder. Really? Yep. It's less enjoyable to read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Part of what was so interesting about Matt was that he, he had, had character depth. depth. Yeah. yeah. Now it's just like, oh, he's a douche. Like, uh-huh. cool. <laughs> yep. He's like, oh my god, I'm a jock. He's got jock personality now. <laughs> he's got what nerds think is jock personality now. Yes, that's true. Yeah. And I think that's very important to remember when Brandon Sanderson is writing. Yes. <laughs> personalities are what nerds perceive personalities as. For Brandon Sanderson, I say as a nerd. I don't feel like we really need to do this, but... Just in case you think it's rude to call Brandon Sanderson a nerd. Darn it, it's not in this one. The macaroni comment? The macaroni one! <laughs> it's gotta be in Towers of Midnight or Memory of Light. Yeah. That's it, I'm going for the bookcase. Wish me luck. Oh, while he's gone, let's talk about Egwene fucking eradicating the Black Aja in the Rebel Aes Sedai camp. Okay, that was intense, but it kind of needed to happen. And it oh, needed- it did. It needed to happen right then, and she did the best she could with the time she had. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel about Shiryam? Burn the bitch, I hate yeah. her. <laughs> like, she made us like her, that hoe. I loved her! I feel very upset Yeah, when I learned she was black. That's valid. That's very valid. But, like, it was so satisfying. And when Egwene... As the Black Aja died. And when Egwene was going through, like, she was like, no, Sherry. And she was like, that one hurt. I'm like, yes, it does hurt, doesn't it? Yep. And when she's like, mm, I wonder... She's like, I feel manipulated by the Black Aja. And I'm like, mm, you guys all were, but that's yeah. not your fault. Like, yep. It's just like, that's accurate, yes. <laughs> Who wasn't? They yeah. are insidious. Did I completely miss the macaroni? <laughs> so I went over there and found it in the Gathering Storm anyway, but it's also <laughs> in the other two. So it's it's not on the back cover blurb, it's on the inside back page blurb. For reference, page 1098 of the trade paperback Gathering Storm. 
<laughs> uh, Brandon Sanderson was born in 1975. Blah 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 bullshit. He lives with his wife and children in Utah, where he often plays Magic the Gathering, bitch. Regularly eats mac and cheese, and occasionally teaches writing at BYU. Find out more at brandonsanderson.com. No thanks. Nerd. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> Nerd alert. We say as people that have a podcast about about a book series. Yeah, but it's cool as shit because it's about smoking weed. That's true. That's true. Our nerdiness stand... is slightly offset by our stonerness. I still stand by my statement that you two are cool, but like... <laughs> <laughs> No one who Girl, I knew you in high school. <laughs> <laughs> no one who listens to this podcast and then met us could ever imagine we were cool. No. <laughs> no. We are like so uncool. Alright, what else happened in this fucking book? So much. Did a storm gather? I'm pretty sure that Egwene was the Wayne got prologue. made the full Omerlin. Yeah. And Swan was like, why do we need to apologize? And Egwene was like, because you we're rebels. You, you did a bad for a good reason, but you still did a bad. Swan, you did quite a couple bad things, okay? <laughs> Just consider it lucky that I'm only making you do the one apology. Yeah. <laughs> Swan just bonded Gareth. Yeah. And then said... <laughs> they finally admitted their love was not platonic when they could both feel it in their brains. <laughs> The ultimate way to find out if your crush feels the same way about you, bond them as a warder. Do you think he went into it with like, I shall find out if she wants to marry me or not now. <laughs> and then it was like, wow, she does want to marry me. Cool. He was too busy being like, I feel so strong and buff. Think about it, he's an old man. This is the most sprightly he's felt in decades. That's I fair, although we do learn that they are apparently about the same age. She just looks way younger. And that makes it weird. Yeah, because he <laughs> didn't know that they were the same age when he chased after her for how long. He just thought it was a Stephen King romance. Ooh, accurate. <laughs> Okay, but it was pretty cool how we killed one of the Death Guards, I think. Is what Ooh, yeah, the Blood Knives. The Blood Knives, yeah. The Blood Knives. Death Watch Guard is what I was trying Death to Watch say, Guard. I think. Yeah. But it wasn't one of those. Yeah. Two one does have the Death Watch Guard, though. <laughs> yes. But yeah, he killed one of the Blood Knives, and you're like, oh no, how many more are there? Yeah, I literally was like, okay, we're the other five. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tuan very specifically said six. Yeah. <laughs> I counted. <laughs> I thought she said five. We might have to check. It could have been five. I could be wrong. That's some Nazgul shit. Not <laughs> a five. A, a few of them show up and you're just like, oh god, where's the fucking rest? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Nazgul be like... I'm saying. Sorry, I was drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> she thirsty. I am. I worked out. I didn't really understand why Matt and Perrin were in this book. Because I can't remember a single thing they did. Hinderstap? The village that Matt went to where people came alive? Yes, I remember that. <laughs> or like went insane at night and then re would reappear in their beds. Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> you know what the thing is, though? Unless that ever came back somehow, there's no point in putting it in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it wouldn't have, it doesn't advance the plot. No, we already kind of had that with Perrin Ooh, but and it, getting it, the um, grain and the ghost. It placed Perrin, uh, Varen to go to Egwene 
afterwards and oh, got Matt to came with. Oh, it sets up whatever's in the letter that Varen gave Matt. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, okay. Because I don't know what's in the letter. I mean, yeah. th- that still means Hinderstaff itself That's is unnecessary true. to the plot. It could have been something smaller, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it would have been weird to put in just one plot detail for Matt, but giving him an adventure before it made it seem more natural yeah. that he was getting plot events. I mean... There's a lot of times in this series where we just get, like, a blurb of someone doing a random thing, and that's all we hear from them for a book and a half. So, like, I feel like Rand and, or Matt and Varen could have just met in an inn. Yeah. And that's all we hear from them. And then we wouldn't have got so much bad Matt. That's true. Or Jolene. <laughs> Jolene. 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 I don't know if you actually say it as Jolene. It's J O L. It's Jolene. Okay, thank uh, God. You pronounce it the Finnish way? Jolena. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I smoked waffle. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> I wasn't going to discredit it. <laughs> it could be Jolenia if you put a oh. curvy thing over the end. A manana. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's not the name. No. But like, I don't know. We know what they're called in French. Well, not that, because that's not French. But we know what accents are in French, because we're Canadian, goddammit. We don't know Spanish. <laughs> Dos cerveza, por favor. Yeah. Por <laughs> Gracias. <laughs> we tried our best in Cuba. It was bad. Okay, but also I don't think Brandon Sanderson can rate Tom very well either. That's, yeah. Because it was kind of just Tom, oh, I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sad that I'm old. (laughs) I'm not as nimble as I used to be. And I'm like, hey, Matt, wasn't it great when you, Rand, and I were on the road and Rand wasn't insane but was insane? And Matt is like, no, (laughs) I don't really remember it, actually. Because he didn't do much, I think. <laughs> Just like, really, is this what Tom needed to be saying? Yeah. Is this why this book had to be a thousand and ninety-one pages? Like, now? yes. And no, Spo, I want to tell you that now that you are in the last two books of the Wheel of Time, there is an even better chance that they will rescue Moraine oh, in the next book. God. Well, the Tower Allegedly. of I know or it's we'll not try. Genji, but I want to Genji. say Genji. We're going to Genji. Genji. So I assume that we'll at least know what happens to Moraine by the end of this book in that one would hope. realm. One would certainly hope. Ugh. We can't give answers on anything. If we spoil anything now at this point, we're monsters. It's just weak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, also, what we're I li- so close to not having to... Do the spoilers! I did read four books this year, so far. Yes, I have read four Wheel of Time books. (laughs) And I think you could maybe do Towers of Midnight by mid-October. You can do it in a month. Oh, yeah. Try to do it by the end of September. We'll see. (laughs) Take on my Thomas Covenant challenge. Finish it before I finish the tenth book. That's kind of what I've been doing. (laughs) 
racing me a little bit yeah (laughs) yeah because then if he starts reading it and you only have one book left your odds of survival are much greater that's true especially because the last battle it's like you don't want to sleep to to stop reading yeah yeah i at least there are some breaks to cry (laughs) that's fair i do want to at least read the next book before um Towers of Midnight, or before the next Narnia book, before yeah. the Caspian. That makes That's sense. Fair. For those that don't know why we're talking about Narnia, check out our Patreon where we're reviewing the Narnia books. It's thus far they're not good. They're they're pretty awful. Magician's nephew is good. Allegedly, Uncle Andrew is a pedophile. Main character twas a pedophile in a children's book. I don't know why we accept that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to get us off the pedo talk, though, would I, would my co-hosts and some of our listeners like to learn something? Sure. So I did a Google search for Spanish squiggly line N. <laughs> and I have gone to almanac.com, the old farmer's almanac founded in 1792. What is the squiggly line on the keyboard called? Okay. It's called a tilde. But aren't we looking for the accent? Yeah, no, that's what it is. It's, oh, it, the explanation is oh, okay. better. Um, it's called a tilde. Around the 12th century, Spanish scribes, in part to save paper, placed the tilde over a letter to indicate that it was doubled. As time passed, the mark it was only used over the letter N, and eventually N with a tilde over it just became an actual separate letter of the Spanish alphabet. But in Portuguese, which is just Spanish for fucking drug addicts, um, uh, the tilde is used over vowels to indicate nasality. I had to learn a bunch of Portuguese to teach a, a student of mine some songs. Okay. Um, you have trauma. I see. Yeah, I have trauma. Um, in other languages, it can indicate rising or falling tones. The tilde is also used in mathematics to indicate negation. Anyway, it's called tilt. <laughs> and Perrin's still sad. Because things aren't back to normal with Bayou. Yeah, Perrin just kind of has trauma and is dealing with it. And I'm like... No, he's Whoa. not. <laughs> Him and Fayil need couples counseling is what they need, actually. They need to Mr. and Mrs. Smith this out. They had a nice conversation about Ooh. some of it a little bit. Wait, oh, go ahead. I just... I, I've found more plot things. Wait, is it Min? Yeah, it's a little bit part of that, but like, finish what you're gonna say. I don't remember what I was talking about. So Parents got no fucking trauma. They had a nice conversation. No, he has trauma still, but they had a night. <laughs> they like mm-hmm. they've shown that they are willing to discuss <laughs> what's happened. <laughs> Listen, if Robert Jordan made me read fucking Parent and Files <laughs> relationship, and then they just like didn't stay together in the Brandon Sanderson section, mm-hmm. I would have quit fucking reading. Their relationship is the most painful bullshit to read of all time. Shout out to Robert Jordan hate page on Twitter. You're fucking right and you should say it. Because they just yell at each other all the time and then no, the sometimes issue they is fucking he does, it's violent. Yeah. The issue is he doesn't yell at her and that makes her sad. So then he starts yelling again. <laughs> and she's like, great, time to physically assault you. Yeah. No, it's not fun. It's not functional. I don't know why it got written that way, and I hate it. No, because The Shadow Rising is such a wonderful book to read. <laughs> like, I loved that book. <laughs> it's the only book I think that I've read faster than this one. Like, Fair. Yeah. 
sausage. You did get through that one quickly. I was working at a particular place that had a lot of particular breakdowns that were like six hours long. So I had oh, a lot that's of time true. to read that summer. <laughs> I forget sometimes that you're reading this book when you were still working at that place because you worked there so long ago. <laughs> it, it is true. <laughs> Ooh, uh, Cad Swain. Or, yeah, so like Min almost gets choked to death by Rand through Semirog. Because she has domination bands on Rand. And then he touches the true source. Yeah, and that fucked him up. Seriously. Oh, no, no, no. The true source did not do anything to him. Oh, I thought it had. No, that was just him. Oh, that's bad. But the Dark mm. One let him access the true source. Because the Dark One controls that. Oh. And that's why Luz Theron was like, fuck, no, we're touching this. We need to leave. I need to stop. Are... Yeah. Let me check. There's the true source and the true power, and sometimes I get confused. The true source is the source of the one power. The true power is what Rand accessed. That one, then. That one. The true power. Because isn't the true source where the Dark One is, where they sealed him? Or where Lanfear drilled into the board? Yeah. So it exists there. It is the Dark One's energy. Uh, Yeah, it is the true power. So with... They sense that power. They want. It. They thought it was something that would be gender neutral, and they're like, "We can do great things together, and we can have gender equality, and yada yada yada." It was just the devil in disguise. But Sick. yeah, they they drilled the bore, and the the giant floating ball in the sky exploded, and somehow Lanfear didn't die. Woe for us. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then everybody went evil over a brief period of time because the Dark One's like, "I'm touching you." <laughs> I can touch you now. Oh. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. yeah. But that's what happened. There's bad shit. Anyways, Rand, yeah, Rand touched the true power. Bad. Overall, bad. Very, very bad. Yeah, when I finished a book, I thought of a tweet that I had seen where I just get to watch this nice, wonderful boy get more and more insane, and I was like, thank God that he laughs at some point in the end of the series. Mm-hmm. And it's not upsetting. <laughs> yeah. Laughs of a madman. No, he laughs on Dragon Mount. No, I know. I'm just saying. He just gives out a big laugh. Big chortle. But yeah, poor Min! Oh yeah, no, I'm sorry. It's a totally sane thing to do to walk up on top of a mountain and laugh by yourself. He's laughing because he overcame a a prophecy. (laughs) A totally normal thing that completely sane people laugh about. Yes. (laughs) I just did it yesterday. He still got all his trauma. I'm just saying. But also poor man. (laughs) And then she just feels bad about it and he feels bad about it. And then he's Quendiar. So like, they don't talk about it. I hope they talk about it. Avienda! Yes! Before we move on from Min, can I just say for a quick thing? Not in this specific instance, because that would be very bad of me to say, Mm -hmm. but in some instances where, like, shit just doesn't go nicely Mm -hmm. for Min, I kind of feel like I'm watching That's So Raven, where it's like, the whole premise of this entire endeavor is that she has visions of the future. But she can't see them on herself. I know, but, like... It's just crazy sometimes, yeah. you know? <laughs> it is odd. She um, must see them so often now than she than she used to when oh, she wasn't just around yeah. to be very nice. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, he touches true power. It's bad. 
Um, uh, he banishes Cad Swain. Bye. Her face from him, and she's like, loopholes. And <laughs> she, she and Varen had the same energy. The energy was <laughs> loopholes. <laughs> listen, though. Listen, if he banishes her face from him, and she just turns around and shows her ass to talk to him instead, would that be considered the poop hole loophole? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the Choden call just died. Yeah, Rand killed it. Finally. He killed it dead. He stabbed it with the power and exploded it. Hope that didn't explode Karian. <laughs> Honestly, wouldn't it be better if maybe it just did? I mean, I know in the next book there's something about Avind and Sora or however the Tree of Life, so I don't think it would. But, but, but what that, a wretched hive of scum and villainy but that's is all I'm Karian, saying. That's not that's in Rudian. Oh, that's true. Which is presumably where Avienda is going, as she was told to go to Ruinian. Yeah, because she's a wise, or going to be a wise one, because she's not going to die. Allegedly. She's not going to die. Also, could y'all say Ruidian again? Ruidian. <sighs> Inject that shit straight into my veins! <laughs> I love that name, it's so cool! <laughs> yeah. Thought you hated the way it was pronounced. No, no, Ruidian's the one I love. Pronounce oh. it in the most badass way possible, and you're correct. Valid. Okay. Love Ruidian. <laughs> Fair. Ooh, there's all the stuff in Bandar Eben. Uh, with yes. tracking Grendel and Nynaeve taking a compulsion off. Yeah, it was... And she's like, I want you to trust me! And her finding, um... Tam and Perrin. Finding Tam and also taking off, like, the... There was a high one of the merchants who got banished to mm. the cells. Oh and yeah, so and she had been went poisoned, there. Yeah. yeah, figured everything out and just like that was upsetting. Yep, and poor Min <laughs> just fell asleep. <laughs> she <laughs> has to stay up late reading. That's true. She's a night owl. She is. Hurin was in this book. <laughs> yeah, our boy Hurin. And then Rand was going to kill all the Borderlanders. And Nynaeve was like, Rand, please do not kill all the Borderlanders. They haven't done anything to you. And he's like, fine. <laughs> also, this is where Perrin is because I see it in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just how things work in this series sometimes, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Big Morpheus energy. She had asked earlier. But that's really kind of just it. Oh, there's more imperialism when Rand visits Sean, Sha- or Abudar in Sean Chan, or Sean Chan territory. And he, he's like, the people are so peaceful. He's heard numbers of them talking about how it's improved life for them. And I'm like, privilege, privilege, because you can't channel privilege, privilege, privilege. Okay, but listen, there's actually a beautiful quote by a, um, by a, um, a, a, a Russian scholar named um, Vlad Ulyanov. Uh, you probably haven't heard of him. It's not important. Um, where he mentions, or he notes that imperialism has this tendency when it's really being effective mm-hmm. to break off portions of the population they're imperializing mm-hmm. and make out of them a privileged, slightly upper middle class. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? A managerial sort of a labor aristocracy. Mm-hmm. And it behooves them because then they've got people of their colonized mm-hmm. 
holdings that are on their side. Yeah. The sort of shit you see in, like, Haiti and stuff. What literally um, happened in Rwanda. What literally yeah. happened in Rwanda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I added a U for no reason. Yeah. Um, we watched too much RuPaul. Fair. <laughs> Rwanda. Rwanda. <laughs> but yeah, literally what happened in Rwanda. Um, but yeah, it happened in a lot of places. And it, even here in, like, North America. Yep. That That's, that's like, the urban... Suburban, rather. Petty mm-hmm. bourgeois. That's conservatives, be like. Yeah, I know, exactly. The yeah. people that think you need three Ford F-150s. And seven children. Nineteen. And to supersize everything. Because you live in Arkansas. Yeah. Oh, I can't <laughs> believe you did that Jake argue like that. we shouldn't overtax billionaires when they make $40,000 a year. Yeah, no, seriously. People arguing against wealth tax that makes sixty. We grand, call that brainwashing. Like, no, seriously. But anyway, it's it's pretty true to life that fucking that's how it works in Ebu Dar, yeah. you know? You give stability yeah. and then people don't rebel against you and you that, can extract your resources. That's what we call the Luther Pendrag method. Trademark. Yeah. <laughs> that is how successful imperialism has worked over time. Yeah, that, the chapter where Tuan comes back and she brings Thailand's son Bezlan, Ooh, I think. Yeah. And she's like, I know you're planning to stage a coup and it's not going to happen like (laughs) i'm not gonna let it i'll let it pass if you just swear swear. right here and now i'll even give you time to think on it and then he did like and it was kind of a bad take (laughs) yeah and like that's the most gaslighty bullshit you just show up and take over someone's place and you're like i know you're planning a coup Mm. a coup implies that you're a valid leader of a valid state yeah, and it's it just was a transfer primarily of power. because his mother, Queen Thailand, had endorsed the Shantram. Yeah, it's just weird. It is very weird, but I think that's the very fragile wooden leg they were trying to stand on. They've got a, a chopstick, leg and it's made really. out of wood. <laughs> <laughs> it comes from a place where cheese did not go good, trust me. <laughs> yeah, and also she just was like, oh, your mother was wonderful, amazing. I was like, Thailand fucking raped Matt, your husband. Mm-hmm. Like, repeatedly mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No. it's not good it's bad <laughs> but yeah anyway um imperialism's fucking bad yeah and it's really bad how much of it we can just see in the books and be like hey that's real life that happened <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm really glad that ran was just like when he met tuan was just like no you're not treating me like a slave i'm a person mm-hmm. And everyone who else who can channel is also a person. Allegedly. So, no. She never tried to teach or treat him as a slave, though. No, no, no. But when she he was she was making the deal with him, right? Oh, it was yeah. like, no, you're not treating people like me mm-hmm. as a slave. That's oh, not okay. going to fucking yeah. happen. I understand. Like, there's literally nothing wrong with... Mm-hmm. Sidene is clean now, like... Yeah. Anyone else who's born who can channel will be fine. Like... Yeah. I was glad Rand just was like, no, <laughs> not Enough. happening. Yeah, I can't believe Rand was going to destroy the world. That's horrible. I really thought that Robert Jordan had the best goop of all time and it was the world dying. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the epilogue of this book was so good, though. It was really nice. Egwene in her, you know, office is Amerlin doing her job and then her keeper, Sylviana, who deserved to be keeper. Like, mm. most good strongly. Good choice. Very, very both political and also effective. But, like, 
they go down and they look at Dragon Mount through a hole in the hall of the tower that the Sean Sean made and they see just the light it's like shining upon Dragon Mount. Shining upon Rand, following him around. And like, that's nice. The boy was already Tavir and he didn't need a spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a rather big one. Dragon Mount's a big mountain. Yeah. Rand's a bit of an attention whore. Okay, but it's not Rand's fault that he built no. the mountain. That's Lucerne's fault. <laughs> the pattern made Who is then Warden's fault? I'm, I'm trying to do the math on my fingers here. But if something was done by Luz Theron, doesn't that mean that technically it is Rand's fault? Yes. <laughs> in a different life, socialization exists. And also, not in the wheel of time slightly and also Hardly. it's really upsetting that Ishmael just like healed loose there and just to be like hey look at all this chaos you caused and he look how like, you murdered your entire family and every single person you loved or cared about like what a dick move <laughs> wait what do you mean someone who publicly ascribes to a nihilist sort of philosophy actually just wants to be incredibly cruel and get their jollies from hurting other people I mean yes really <laughs> That doesn't sound right at all. How did Robert Jordan write Ishmael so wrong? Huh? Not wrong. <laughs> wrong no, that's setting. rude. Just like I just can't imagine being that rude and mean and manipulative. You know. I can. Our poll for this episode should be if people should join the Gowan or are in the Gowan Tracan Hate Club or not. <laughs> are you are you pro Gowan or are you correct? <laughs> Let us know in the episode poll. I'm phrasing it like that because he's <laughs> correct. All right. Are I think t- we're about done the gathering <laughs> storm, though. Yeah. All right. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Weed of Time podcast, and we hope you tune in again soon. Please let us know any of your thoughts on today's episode on Twitter or Discord at the Weed of Time. And check out our Patreon for cool bonuses like our What the Weed chart, where we fully break down that weed, or fully break down the weed that we smoke, including like ratings and stuff. And we give really insightful bonus comments like, (laughs) 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 "Drys a Tanzanian turkey in a desert" or whatever. Some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really, really good commentary on. Yeah, only the best from the weed of time. Some of my finest work. If you have a second to rate and review our podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. And until next time, remember that the weed weaves as the weed wills. Bye! The avocado's gone.